Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got a good amount of news this week. We have an update on how the Chinese box office is doing thanks to the films released for Chinese New Year. An update on the future of DC, release dates, trailers, renewals, and cancellations. Let's get started with the domestic top five. Staying in first place is Shock Avatar The Way of Water with 15.7 million for a total of 620.5 million. In second place is Puss in Boots The Last Wish with 10.6 million for a total of 140.8 million. A Man Called Otto came in third place with 6.7 million for a total of 46 million. In fourth place was Megan with another 6.3 million for a total of 82.2 million. And in fifth place was Panthen, which made 5.9 million for a total of 8.5 million dollars. This is an Indian spy movie, which opened domestically on Wednesday. As for the rest of the box office, not much has changed with most movies still doing well. A Man Called Auto is a lock for at least 50 million domestic. Puss in Boots will hit 160 million, maybe even 175. And Megan, while still doing great, is slowing down enough to where it will crawl to 100 million dollars domestic if it gets there. Now let's go to China as they are in the middle of Chinese New Year. In first place for the weekend was Full River Red with 144.4 million for a total of 468.6 million. In second place was The Wandering Earth 2 with 103.8 million for a total of 380.7 million dollars. Third place was Boonie Bear's Guardian Code with 43.7 million for a total of 137.1 million. In fourth place was Hidden Blade with 22.3 million for a total of 86.9 million. And in fifth place was Deep Sea with 14.3 million for a total of 66.9 million dollars. So yeah, we had a swap since the first day uh, with Full River Red being the bigger movie for Chinese New Year with The Wandering Earth 2 right behind it. However, based on these numbers, it does not seem like we will have either one come close to making a billion dollars. Most likely between the 600 to 800 million dollar range, which is still good, considering the country is still dealing with COVID. For international numbers, Avatar The Way of Water continues to dominate, earning 42.4 million for a worldwide total of 2.11 billion. Panthon, besides debuting domestically, also obviously debuted in India and in other markets, and is now at 61.3 million worldwide. Babylon made another 8.4 million for an international total of 26.4 million. Puss in Boots The Last Wish made 14.3 million for a worldwide total of 334.1 million. Lastly, Megan is at 146 million worldwide. For news in Hollywood, we already have an update from the Academy about the, their investigation into this year's campaigning, specifically with the movie To Leslie. They have determined that the campaigning done for the film did not reach the level they feel the nomination should be rescinded. With that, Andrea Risenbow will keep her nomination for the Oscars. The Academy did mention, however, that some of the campaigning did cause concern, specifically some tactics and social media that was used, but they would be talking with those people directly. So basically, it's what I said was going to happen. Risenbow would keep her nomination, and there still might be changes to the campaigning rules, but that would be it. I'm curious who are they going to talk to in regards to what they found concerning. Thanks to Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, we now know the fourth Bad Boys movie is now in pre-production. The directors for the last one 
Aldi El Arb and Balafala are coming back to direct this one, and the script is written by Chris Bremer. I would assume, since it's in pre-production, Sony is looking to release it sometime next year, but no word from the studio yet on when they plan on releasing it. I'm glad the franchise is continuing, because up until the pandemic hit, Bad Boys for Life did really well at the box office, so clearly interest is there from the audience. In an exclusive from Deadline, we now know who will be playing Michael Jackson in the upcoming biopic, and that is Jafar Jackson, who is Michael Jackson's nephew. The film will be directed by Anton Fuqua, with production expected to start toward the end of the year. Right now, he is working on finishing The Equalizer 3. Amazon Studios has bought a new film at auction. Deadline is reporting the exclusive, which is a comedy film that will star Julia Roberts and Jennifer Aniston. Not much is known about the film, just that the premise is based on body swapping, and will be directed by Max Barbaco. You would know him from directing Palm Springs. It was not said who was in competition against Amazon, just that they were able to beat out both studios and streamers for the film. I think just based on who was involved, this sounds like a good buy for Amazon. Palm Springs was a pretty good film, and there is some star power here, so there is a solid chance this turns out to be good. Also, I'm calling it now, I think this will be one of the films that Amazon puts in theaters first as well. We got some release date news for March as those movies keep moving around. Uh, Sony's Dinosaur Film 65 will now open on March 10th against Scream 6. Paramount has given a release date to Gladiator 2 and is set to come out November 22nd, 2024, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Obviously things will change, but right now its main competition will be an untitled Disney animated film set to come out November 27th. For trailers, we only got one, and this is from Sony. They released the first trailer for Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. It comes out April 28th, and really my issue with the movie is the title's way too long. It really is. It should just be called Big George Foreman. Like, how small is that font of the subtitle going to be on the poster and on the Blu-ray cover? But anyway, let's get to what the big news in Hollywood is this week, and that is the future of DC. James Gunn and Peter Safran brought together journalists to unveil what they are calling Chapter 1 of their new universe. It's the DCU called Gods and Monsters. They have said that once things are up and running, the goal is to have two films, four theatrical release, and two shows for HBO Max per year. As for films, we are getting a new Superman, which we already knew. It's now called Superman Legacy, and is set to come out July 11th, 2025. Besides that, we are getting a new Batman movie, at least right now, called The Brave and the Bold. The only news from this is that there will be a Robin and it will be Damian Wayne. The other three films will be focused on Supergirl, Swamp Thing, and a new group called The Authority. Obviously, The Authority is from some com comics. As for the films set to come out this year, they mentioned that The Flash will reset everything, but that as of now, there is no reason why The Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman wouldn't be a part of the DCU, it's just that they're not a part of this chapter. That may be true. However, I would say they need to keep things open as three of those characters have a movie this year. And you can't be saying to the public, these movies don't matter anymore. As for a movie lineup, it's a solid first start. I do like how they're mixing it up. So while we will get a new Superman and Batman, the fact that Supergirl, Swamp Thing are getting their own movies are cool. As for shows, well, they announced Amanda Waller will get her own show with Viola Davis coming back as well as some characters from Peacemaker. It does seem like the one downside to all of this news is Peacemaker Season 2 will not be out for a long time. There will also be a show focused on the Amazonians called Paradise Lost, another show called Booster Gold, and there will be a show for Green Lantern. 
it should be noted that the one originally set for HBO Max is now cancelled, and this is one is focused on Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan with an investigative story. These shows do sound good, and personally, uh, I'm looking forward to the new take on a Green Lantern show. Now, there's also the matter of other DC projects, and for that, Gunn and Saffron have set up an Elseworlds for the DCU. This is where the Batman Part 2, the Penguin Show, Joker 2 will be going forward. As for the Batman Part 2, does come out October 3rd, 2025. That's going to be a long wait, but hey, if it works out, a new Superman-Batman movie come out, months apart, it's going to be nice. Overall, I liked what they announced, and look forward to hopefully the DCU being in a good spot over the next few years. Besides announcing their lineup, both Gunn and Saffron have had some comments. Besides announcing their lineup, both Gunn and Saffron had some comments that I thought were interesting. The reporters asked about Batgirl, and they said basically that the executives made the right call and that the movie was not releasable. Specifically, Saffron said, quote, There are a lot of incredibly talented people in front of and behind the camera in that film, but that was not releasable. It happens sometimes. End quote. While they had to say something, I was surprised with them being that harsh, that not only was it not releasable, it could have hurt the DC brand. They also mentioned how, with previous leadership at Warner Brothers in DC, things were not managed well, with Gunn saying, quote, they were just giving away IP like they were party favors to any creators that smiled at them, end quote. So while I found these to be surprising statements, I'm glad that both Gunn and Saffron were being blunt about what they thought in regards to how things were run before. I think they know a lot of pressure is on them to build up DC properly. They need to clear the air about what was wrong before and how they will be different. We have a bit going on in VOD Premium this week, so let's start with Peacock. If you remember from the last episode, I said don't be surprised if a price hike comes to Peacock. Well, Comcast kind of took the opposite approach, with them now removing the free tier of the service. Going forward for new customers, you can only sign up for paid tiers, either at $4.99 or $9.99 per month, again, with ads or without ads. As for current customers on the free tier, the company has said that they will still be allowed to use it for now. Not clear if they plan on forcing them to upgrade down the road. As for why they are making the change, well, the company said it's part of their growth strategy. That I find silly, as clearly the reason is they need Peacock to become more self-sufficient. And, again, it cost Comcast almost a billion dollars last year. So they kind of have their work cut out for them. I still think there will be a small price hike at some point. Everyone is doing it. And to be fair, Peacock has not raised its prices at all since they launched. But also, they have not had the content yet to justify a hike. For Warner Brothers Discovery, we have an update on their Fast Plans, aka free advertising streaming TV. The company is launching their own channels with content from their libraries. Content will be headlined by the shows they pulled last year from HBO Max, including Westworld, The Nevers, Raised by Wolves, and The Time Traveler's Wife. Overall, 2,000 hours of content will be available from not only HBO and HBO Max, but Warner Brothers, Discovery, HDTV, Food Network, and more. Now, these channels don't really exist unless there is somewhere to watch them. Well, don't worry. The company has announced two partnerships. The first is with Roku. Beginning in the spring, the Roku channel will have these channels available, as well as some of the content available for on-demand viewing. The second partner is with Tubi, with three of the channels being available starting February 1st, and the others being rolled out afterwards. In total, there will be 14 channels for Mortar Brothers Discovery, if this is their plan for fast instead of launching their own platform, then I think it's the right move as it would be more cost effective and an easier way of generating cash. 
as much as I find it weird HBO shows are on these streaming platforms now, this could work out well for the company if they build up these channels and keep them updated with new content. Also, have to understand, with a lot of changes coming to streaming, they might be slightly ahead of the curve right now, getting in on fast, which will likely continue to grow. We got some updates on renewals and cancellations from streamers this week. The one cancellation came from HBO Max. Shocking, I know. And it is Pennyworth. The show, which was a focused on Alfred Pennyworth in the 1960s, has been canceled after three seasons. This does not come as a surprise, as besides a lot of cuts happening at HBO Max, we have the new slate for DC Studios, and Pennyworth is not a part of it. At Paramount, 1923 has been renewed for a second season, which is not surprising, as at least with the ratings for the early episodes, it's a hit. And from Prime Video, the Terminal List is not only getting a second season, but a spinoff. The second season will star Chris Pratt and continue his character story, with the spinoff being a prequel focused on Taylor Kitt's character. It is expected, however, that Pratt will appear in the spinoff as well, just either as a supporting character or as a cameo. The reviews for the first season weren't great, but rating-wise, it did debut well, and I guess held up pretty well for Amazon to do both a second season and a spinoff. They also likely view this as one of the easier shows to build into a franchise. For trailers, we got one, and that is for the remake of White Men Can't Jump. It's from 20th Century Studios, and it confirms it will be released straight to Hulu. It comes out May 19th. We finish with Paramount, as they have made some big changes. Last year, they started to integrate Paramount Plus and Showtime, and now they are going all in, both in streaming and on TV. For cable, Showtime channels will be rebranded as Paramount Plus with Showtime. For streaming last year, Paramount offered an option to combine both services and have Showtime within Paramount Plus. Now that option will be removed. Now that option will be removed, and instead Showtime will just be an additional part of the Paramount Plus plan. These changes for now will only be happening domestically. No word on if it will change in any other country. So a streaming change makes sense, and while Showtime is still being offered as a separate streaming option for people who want it, I would assume they would shut that down at some point. Uh, what they probably would do is keep Showtime streaming up and running for current customers, but they should stop accepting new ones and point them over to Paramount Plus with Showtime. As for the TV change, it does sound odd as a channel name, but I think they're doing it for free advertising, basically. Once the change happens, everyone who still watches on cable will see Paramount Plus in the title, and maybe down the road, sign up for that instead. However, that was the only good news for Paramount Plus and Showtime this week. Besides the integration news, there were a round of cancellations and shows being pulled. I kept these cancellations to the end because they were also removed from being watched. For Showtime, American Gigolo and Let the Right One In were both cancelled. For other Showtime shows being pulled, the list includes American Rust, Super Pumped, and Kidding starring Jim Carrey. From Paramount Plus, the shows pulled include The Twilight Zone Reboot, Coyote, The Real World Homecoming, and Guilty Party. No word yet on what Paramount plans to do with these shows. Since they pulled quite a few, they could make a fast channel on their own service, Pluto TV, or sell them to a different streamer like Netflix. Clearly though, while HBO Max started the trend last year, it is now a thing in Hollywood to pull content from streaming services, as everyone seems to be getting in on it. Something to definitely pay attention to. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. As always, thank you for listening. Links to my Twitter and Facebook page are in the show notes. And see you next time. <laughs>